Welcome to Pandora's Box, session two on the Just Barbarian Things actual play of the alien RPG scenario Chariot of the Gods. The game includes themes of fear, horror, including body horror, and violence set in a dystopian sci-fi universe. You have been warned. Our game features Santiago as Davis, Jesse as Wilson, Courtney as Rye, and Richard as Cham, playing in a cinematic scenario where I, Rainy, will be your game mother. The crew of the Montero needs to deliver this freight to get paid, but the fine print of their corporate contract has other plans for them. So last time, I'm just gonna take you over star map here real quick. You all were heading from Anchor Point to Sutter's World to drop off your um, cargo, your special order cargo for Waylon Utani. And uh, you were woken up early to respond to a distress signal. You were able to avoid crashing into the distress ship um, and have matched speed with it and tethered yourself to it, um, your ship, Montero. Uh, this ship is Cronus, and it is, by your standards, quite ancient. It looks old, it looks beat up, it looks fucked up. Um, and on board, you haven't really run into much sign of life yet, uh, let's see where you are currently over here. We have um, Davis. You were running around trying to get information from the bridge primarily, uh, finding that it did not have power. You were able to get some life support, like basic error messages through the baseline power that's up in the ship. Um, but all it told you is that the air scrubbers were not functioning properly and that there were high levels of CO2 present in the, in the ship. Uh, meanwhile, Ryan Cham, uh, you have been able to get down to one of the cryo rooms, the cryo chamber area. Uh, there were claw marks of some sort on the outside of the door, but you were able to get through into the room. There are some occupied cryo chambers with um, kind of baseline levels of life support, it looks like, active in them. Um, and otherwise, you were rummaging through people's personal effects in the lockers of this area because, you know, you're not shady at all. And then um, we have Captain Miller and Wilson who were heading across to um, Cronus to try to access the mother node here and figure out what's going on while they were traversing the span between the two vessels. Um, Wilson, you saw what looks like at least exterior power go off on Montero, all the outside lights turned off and everything. Meanwhile, those of you inside Cronus um, heard the telltale sounds of things starting up and coming back to life on the Cronus. Um, there is a whir, a mechanical sound of air starting to flow through the system, um, kicking up 
dust and things like that in the rooms that you are in. Um, lights are starting to come back on. Uh, it feels like the ship is kind of starting back up after being dormant for a very long time. So that's where we are currently. All right. Wilson, since you're outside the ship, you just saw power go off on Montero, um, maybe seeing some flickering of external lights coming on on Cronus' side. Would you like to continue across, or um, are you going to make a different decision at this point? Uh, I will go ahead and continue across and like try to get Captain Miller's attention. All right. She, uh, she has her radio on and her sweet little helmet. She's like... What's what's going on? Just point back at uh, our ship. She's like, shit. <laughs> well. <laughs> She's like, well, at least we were matching speed, so it's not like it's going anywhere, but we'll have to take a look at that when we have a chance to see what sort of repairs need to be done. This fucking ship. I just need to get it overhauled. This is not the right time for this. You are heading over here, so I'll just stick you in the junction. For everyone else, um, because Miller and Wilson, you just got your suits on, but for the rest of you, you've been over here for a few hours at this point between all the different things you've been doing. So I think this is a great time for Davis, Cham, and Rai to make some air supply rolls on your character sheet just to get us started out to see if you're burning through anything. Looks like Cham has with all of your heavy machinery roles and projects. So go ahead and, yep, Davis has lost some air too. I'm going to find it one of these days <laughs> if I keep staring hard I think enough. It's lower left, but I don't have one of them open right now. So other players, oh, yep. So everyone go ahead and mark down your air supply by one. All right, I'll get some background sound in here for y'all. And we'll get to it. All right, so we're not in combat. Nothing dangerous is happening, but there are signs of power now on the ship. Um, so let us figure out what you want to do next. So... What would y'all like to do? Davis, you had just come down from the bridge, so you're now on cryo deck, which is deck A of the ship. Yeah, I don't remember what I was uh, planning on doing. Like, I wasn't making a whole lot of headway on the bridge because we didn't have power. Yeah, because there wasn't power at the time. Um, it seems like things are starting to head back or to kind of spin back up, but you may, I don't know if you were headed to check out the reactor or anything like that, or if you were going to check out air scrubbers or something like that. I don't recall what you're doing. I haven't listened to it in a bit. Well, I think I was going to check out the reactor core to get power back online, okay. but if power is coming back online, I'll probably head back up to the bridge. Right. Well, it's starting to come back up. I don't know. At this point, it'll probably take a few hours for everything to fully come back online. It's coming down from a pretty significant shutdown procedure. But you could head up back up to the bridge if you wanted to check on pro progress for that. 
up to you. Uh, yeah, might as well go check on progress, see what sort of, uh, you know, look at the little uh, progress bar on the window <laughs> and, and see where it's like, you know, two hours and 47 minutes remaining. Sure. <laughs> well, let me throw you on that other deck. All right. Squish, 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 squish. Go. All right. So you were going back up here. And you can yeah. move yourself around as you like. Um, we're not in turn mode, so um, just keep in mind, you shouldn't zip across the map, but you can move about two zones within a matter of minutes. Um, so moving yourself around is not a big deal. I should have names on everyone's tokens and stuff, so you should be all good. All right. So you're heading back to the bridge. Meanwhile, uh, mm-hmm. Ryan Cham, you were in cryo. Uh, is there anything you want to continue to do in there as you notice telltale signs of power returning to the ship? Well, so we cut open the door mm-hmm. and then we found the people. Yeah, do you want me to re-give you a description uh, of the room? How many? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to remember how many people. There was like two? Yeah, so let me cry out back. Here we go. So the main door to the area had claw marks around the edges. Uh, Something was trying to Mm. scratch its way in. The door was locked from the inside. So you made your heavy machinery roll to open it up. Um, So yeah, the cryobeds in this area are covered in frost. You do see sleeping crew of the Cronus, um, the survivors anyway of the crew so let's see most of the chambers are vacant there are looking around so you can see there's like four per room so the room that you are in has um let's see (laughs) yeah there are two that are currently occupied in this room that you can tell just because of the light that's on, so it's reflecting down onto the uh, folk inside. So, uh, we also know because we stopped by a terminal and looked at it that the air supply in the ship isn't good because right. we need to get the, the scrubbers going yep. again. And right so now, it's tell- not an issue for you, but as you know, your air supply is not uh, permanent. Well, <laughs> so. well, if we want to wake up these people and see what was going on, then we need to have air for them to breathe. Correct. Otherwise, you would need yeah, so, suits and air supply for them. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll turn to Rye. Like, okay, so before we, before we wake up these people, I think we need to get the air scrubbers. I'll, I can go take care of that if you want to stay here and wait until that's that's done. Well, and then, I'm, I can help you. Um, or you can help. I can I mean, get it yeah, done whatever. quicker. Yeah, I can help. I mean, if you want a long time, man, you just let me know. I don't mind. No, 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 it's great. <laughs> okay, let's head toward, do we know how to get to the air scrubbers? Yeah, there's a map somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, so you did have access to the map of the ship. 
the main thing is you would access them through ventilation or maintenance shafts. There's no like direct door that goes into them. You know, it's very safe, small crawl space areas um, that would allow you to access the filter. Well, the smaller the crawl space, the less likely you are to get attacked right, by something. Right, exactly. That's just science. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just be aware of. As you can see from the map, there's no entry point, um, but they can be accessed for maintenance via the ventilation and maintenance shafts of the of the ship. They can be uh, accessed anywhere. I mean, from any floor. Um, yeah, level they, the yes. The way to... that the air scrubbers work um, is there are these massive carbon filters. Um, those are powered by like this electrolysis engine, basically. So there's a big water tank and then this giant like column style shaft that goes basically through all of the decks where oxygen is generated and then air is filtered through the scrubbers and distributed to the various decks through the ventilation system. So you can access mm -hmm. it through any of the ventilation um, uh, kind of crawl spaces, maintenance crawl spaces from any of the decks. Obviously, if you choose one that's closer that's to so the cool. shaft, you have less crawling to do, but totally up to you. And the dotted lines are ventilation pathways. Yeah. Yeah. I just looked that up. <laughs> Like With the nodes being those like little diamonds are your hatch points. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought she am venting. <laughs> sus, Riley, <laughs> sus. Uh. Okay, so I say we should go up. So we go back to the stairwell. Mm -hmm. and then from there, we can go up to this spot. That's a nice close one. Right here. Sure. Kind of like right, right below where Sonny is. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds good, good to me. Access and there's food up over the there. <laughs> food is good. <laughs> You can stop by and get some food. <laughs> and a terminal right there, so we can, I don't know, maybe try to run a better diagnostics of the shaft, the scrubbers. Awesome. All right, so you guys are heading over. Make it so. To um, your event adventure. Um, meanwhile, all right, Wilson, um, right now, Captain Miller is mostly following you around until you kick her out because she's an NPC. But what would you like to do? Uh, let's see. Have, have we been in communication? Like, do I know what their plan is at the moment? I don't think so. They've been talking to each other, but they have not specified radioing you with anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I will pass on the, the shaft comments for the moment. But... Uh, <laughs> I guess uh, our whole plan was to come over and visit Mother, right? Correct. So I'm going to be like, all right, well, I want to get uh, an idea 
on what's going down, see what Mother knows about uh, the current state of the ship. All right. Um, Miller's like, great, I'll go with you, see what we can figure out. Um, Oh, this would be a great time for me to remind you all, in case you forgot, of what your priorities were that were given to you in order for you to keep your shares um, by responding to this necessary SOS. Uh, So let me grab that really quick so I can remind you. All right, crew, your updated priorities mandated by company rules were as follows. One, recover scientific data and samples from the Cronus. Two, escort the salvaged vessel to Anchorhead or any other Weyland yutani facility. And three, save any crew members that may be on the Cronus. So just a reminder of kind of what you're looking to do. Um, But yes, you can definitely head over to Mother. It's located above the bridge. Small room, accessible from the main airlock, and requires either the correct command sequence or the emergency access key. How would you like to enter the room? To glance at Captain Miller and be like, you know, you do the the protective hand covering the keypad, <laughs> the thing, and try my access code. Okay. Um, your corporate access code definitely works. Um, and you are able to access the mother mainframe. It is familiar. They all basically look the same way. Um, it is this spotlessly clean room with little blinking data server lights and a single terminal which typically only the highest ranking member of a crew is able to access or a company representative um, to interface directly with mother. What would you like to do? You're like, uh, Captain Miller, if you'll give me just a moment and uh, I'll make sure there isn't anything untoward. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she, um, and then we'll see about having yeah. you... Uh, take command uh, if the uh, the current captain is uh, incapacitated um all right that makes sense i'll uh, uh keep an eye out um maybe interface with the crew uh, our crew a bit while you figure that out let me know let me know when i can come in very well <laughs> <laughs> you may go <laughs> all right so Um, Captain Miller, since you are all still wearing your suits, since it's not very friendly environmentally on this ship still, um, says through radio. All right. What are y'all up to? We just got over here to Cronus, uh, had a little malfunction on Montero. So that'll be something we need to check out in a bit, but what's our status here? Well, well, uh, I fixed the power. So excellent. Uh, now we're we're gonna go work on the the air. <laughs> that percentage of my share bonus may just be in store for you after all. Awesome. Well, it'll be good to be able to take off the helmets. That's for sure. We have to conserve air in case we need it later. So, sounds sounds like a plan. Um, Davis, what are you up to? Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Uh... Headed back up to the bridge. Once uh, the lights started coming back on, I might have better luck getting the nav systems up and 
ready to get underway. Oh, sounds like you can thank Rye for that. Let me know if you make any progress. Roger. All right. Captain Miller's just kicking rocks over there in the corner. All right. So, um, Wilson, if you'd like, you may um, typeity your questions to Mother as they would, um, since other people would likely not be aware of what you're asking, but you can certainly share as you like. Um, for the rest of you, um, I suppose it would be fastest for Davis to get to the bridge compared to the rest of you getting into the ventilation. So, uh, Davis, what would you like to do next? Sorry, I had an equipment malfunction. Oh, I'm back online, Cap. <laughs> so when I leave this junction and come into this little um, corridor here, I want to say that I saw on the wall, like the little directory signs, yeah. you know, like with this, this, this is that way, that is that way, and so on All and so forth. All the colorful right? and I see one, lines that tell you which part of the ship you're headed to. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. And I see one that says, like, um, armory, mm -hmm. like that yep. way, right? So I just wanted to make a little detour to see if it's locked oh, or not. Of course you did. Like, not investigate it any further. Just, I just want to see if it's mm -hmm. locked all right, so let me head over. You are now on deck B. Armory, you say? Um, it is not locked. Cool. Um, cool. Good to know. Um, and can I cut across the junction here to the other side of the EVA suit uh, vestibule and just check that as well? Um, absolutely. So vestibule two over here, you're looking at our EVA area. Let us see, this is a big deck. There are a lot of rooms. Um, yes. All right, got it. All right, so it looks like, uh, yep, these are, there are bays over here for, um, individual escape pods. Um, and you'll note that all of the pods are missing. Uh, oh. You also notice that there are um, some empty EVA suits um, kind of hanging out in this area. Yeah. So, Hanging there like uh, fallout power yeah. armor Creepily, style. Just in hanging in the shadows because not all the lights right. are on yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Sweet. Well, I'm, I'm assuming that, like I said, just a quick look, you know, locked, not locked, locked, not locked, and then maybe looking through the, all the doors usually have a window. I mean, for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Cursory glance. I'm not spending a shitload of yeah. time there. And just to um, specify, those EVA suits are like the bulky red colored armored versions. Right. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Look like a, like a modern deep sea, like diving hard shell type of right. thing. Where with the Waldo yeah. hands and all that kind have, of crap. Yeah. Okay. Cool. A limited range of mobility, okay. but offer a lot of protection from hazards. Hard suits, hard EVA mm -hmm. suits. All right, cool. Then I'll uh, head over to the bridge. I don't know how much Connor and I have on my turn, so. 
Um, no, you can you can head up to the bridge. Let me put in this mother response that only Jesse and the people watching the video version shall see for currently. All right, let's see. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see. All right. So you're headed to the bridge. It definitely looks a little bit different than the last time you were here as power is starting to come online. So you're no longer on like reserve battery power. Um, so instead of just having the standby illumination and that slight orange glow, things are lighting up a bit more now. The, the blast shutters are still lowered um, around the viewports. Again, you can notice in the still dim light in this area there is soot on the ceiling um, several of the stations just appear to be straight up burnt out not just off um, and yeah otherwise like i said all of those stations are available for you to uh, decide which you would like to evaluate and then just a reminder because you did look at one of the pilot stations last time station one um, has an Axe embedded into the console, so that one appears not to be working. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right, just had well, an axe in that corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Small leave that axe. be. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll uh, check out the life support monitor on my way to pilot station right. two. That'll be a good segue. So, um Again, going to the life support monitor, it, it does seem to be um, cycling through some diagnostics right now. Um, but that little flashing red light is still there. The same one you saw with just being on backup power, um, that the abbreviation is simply bad air. But um, since power is coming back online, okay. you could... Um, use this terminal to speak to Mother regarding life support should you choose to do so. Okay. Yeah, I definitely would choose to do so. All right. And say, Mother, uh, life support system status. Sensor is not yet online. However, current status shows air scrubbers must be replaced oxygen generation system offline. Recommended action for oxygen supply system. Temperature must be increased to access water supply. Currently frozen. Carbon filters must be cleaned or replaced. Okay. I'll um, relay that information to um, Cham and uh, what? Cham and Rye. Those are our two two black thumbs. Yep. <laughs> okay. Cool. I'll uh, I'll relay that information to Cham and Rye over the comms. Uh, getting on the you know common channel. Cham Rye, this is Davis. Come back. Yeah. What do you want? some information about the uh, life support system. Obviously, the air is bad in here. Um, Mother says that uh, to generate oxygen, we need to heat up the water supply. It's currently frozen. I don't know if that's useful information for you guys down there. Uh, also, let me know if there's anything I can do from up here to help out. 
Over. All right. And then Jesse Wilson would hear that as well, since it's over general radio at this point. Yeah. No point in excluding them. And, I mean, that being done, I guess I'll head over to pilot station and see what I can figure right. out. Cham and Rye, you are at the ventilation hatch um, at an area of the shafts closest to the air scrubbers area. So, um, yeah, what would you like to do? Um, how big are the air shafts? Is it like, okay, is it like where you could run through theoretically big gun in hand or is it like cut open a pipe and shimmy your way through? So it's not super squeezy, but it is considered a cramped space. So you'd be like um, squat walking at best. So you don't have to be fully like army crawling through, like squeezing your way into areas. Um, They're big enough to allow like someone to go in and kind of like sit kind of crouch while they're fixing things, but they're not standing height, that's for sure. Cham, you want to play rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first? Uh, uh, sir? Yeah, that's fine. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I'll just hop uh, in the ventilation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do a roll oh, off. Oh, yeah. I can, we can do <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, oh no! <laughs> there we go. Cham's you got have it. Paper scissored, and you have rocked poor Cham's scissors. Um, so Cham has the, the losing, the losing hand there. I mean, I just kind of shut my gun. All right, here we go. All right. Let's see. Um, what sort of horrors shall you run into this day? <laughs> no, Yay. Horrors. No, you're... I mean, not horrors, but yeah. wonderful things. All right. So, no, the... um. Being in the ventilation shafts with everything kind of being on offline for as long as they have, you note um, like a lot of built up just dust, um, some kind of spots of mold growing in areas, things like that. Um, But and you I mean, you wouldn't feel it because you have your suit on, but because of all the dust, you can see air starting to move through the system as the ship powers up. But again, very dusty and and grimy. Um, but yeah, nothing nothing too spooky in this area other than that. Alright, and with the information from uh, Leia mm-hmm. laying, um, where's, where's the water? Le- Davis? Lay Davis? Where, where's the water that we need to heat so up? So you would know that at the bottom of uh, the shaft since we have to use lots of shaft terminology here, um, mm. the, uh, the the scrotal area of Where this, there would be yeah, if you will. water <laughs> um, There's basically a huge <laughs> tank, and because the ship has been offline, um, since it's not been het up beyond, like, basic 
backup power levels, it's probably simply frozen because the ship's been off. Um, so as part of startup sequences, okay. if life support was returned, like um, if temperatures and oxygen generation, everything were coming up, um, that w should melt as part of that reheating process. But okay, it may take... It's in the shaft. It's not yeah. like... It's down near the coolant tanks near the no, it's at the it's, bottom it's of, the, of the shaft yeah okay near the base of the mm -hmm. west there are two large yeah, tanks. exactly yeah oh, okay perfect all right they, they swing kind of free uh for no shock and the temperature <laughs> regulation <laughs> and temperature yeah. regulation uh is there a ladder that i can use to shimmy down the shaft yeah so once you are like you would open up the ventilation like um, vent functionally uh, going towards the air mm. scrubbers. Um, you'll see that each kind of deck floor has its own sort of access walkway um, around the perimeter of the air scrubber shaft where you can access the okay. uh, carbon filters and perform maintenance as necessary. Mm. So yes, you would be able to get out and, and traverse that area for sure. All right. Um, I guess Chan will make his way into and down the shaft. All right. So in the shaft proper, still very dark. Um, not a lot of ambient light in here. Um, it is loud in here as you hear the machinery starting to um, start back up. Um, but you can note like in the dim light of your, <laughs> your helmet light, um, you can see these giant carbon filters kind of in the, the middle of the shaft area up ahead of you. All right, start doing whatever we need to do to get this stuff working. Awesome. Machinery rolls. Or right. Well, I'll let you examine those and decide what you need to do. Um, coming up here next. Um, I'm assuming that Rai is going to join you in there, but up to you, Courtney, if you want to do so, or if you just want to leave Cham in the ventilation. Oh, no, I'll go with okay. <laughs> the buddy <laughs> system. Wilson, are you still going to be trying to ask Mother more questions to see if she will <laughs> be helpful, or are you going to head out and do something else? Mm, okay, looks like more Mother commands. <laughs> All right, um, so we'll let you continue to do that. All right, uh, Davis, you are at Pilot Station 2. So right. let me take a look there. Um, Pilot Station 2 does not appear to be damaged in the way that Pilot Station 1 is, um, but even with power restored, um, it appears to be offline, like power is not getting to it for some reason. Okay. It makes me... Uh... Reminds me of the old days with the compute text-based computer games. You know, <laughs> obvious exits are north, west, and Bennett. <laughs> like, get ye flask and all that kind of stuff. So when when you're like, um, 
the pilot station is not getting power, but like restore power. So, uh, yeah, I'll see if I can poke around the pilot station and uh, restore uh, power to it. But I'll relay that to the team okay. that, um, you know, hey, uh, team, pilot station one has uh, encountered some physical damage and pilot station two seems to be offline. Uh, I'm going to be working on that for a while, so uh, if you need anything, just hit me up on comms. Over. All right. Well, Captain Miller will respond and say... All right. Sounds good. Yeah, we definitely need the bridge functional if we're going to get this this ship to uh, a Weyland-Yutani outpost. So work on that. Um, See if you can't figure out what's going on, I'm sure. If you can't, then... uh, Chamaray can help you out. Uh, Roger that. I'll see what I can do and let you know. Pretty busy with that shaft. It's not loud here. <laughs> All I heard was you're doing something with uh, something with a one. All right, <laughs> out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll see what I can do. Hopefully, I don't have to bother them. Yeah, uh, definitely getting oxygen here is important. So if you can let them do their thing, that would be ideal. Um, If you want, I can head your way, though. Uh, Wilson's trying to figure out mother on this ship. So I am just waiting otherwise. Hmm. I wonder what would, like, yeah, I guess, I mean, she's the captain, so... Getting command station online makes more sense. So, um, so right, yeah. I'll have her head your way. We'll come back to you. All right. Um, with Rye and Cham, both in the air scrubber shaft, you have an opportunity to evaluate the carbon filters and decide how you would like to proceed. Um, let's see here. So... The only issue with power being back online Mm -hmm. is, again, the air scrubbers do work via electrolysis. Um, Right now, the water, as you've been told, is frozen. So it doesn't look like it's operational yet. But should you try to work here while it's operational, there is always the risk of electrocution as part of that process. Um, But uh, for now, it does seem like you should be safe from that. Evaluating, like just kind of looking at the carbon filters, um, you can see that they are just caked with grime and mold. Um, They look pretty gross. So obviously turning on power is not enough to make them work. Um, These need to be either replaced or thoroughly cleaned um, in order for the air circulating on the ship to return to proper levels. So do they have those tools in here? Is there, or do we have to go leave and go to like this, st- these storage areas? Yeah, so there are no the, uh, other filters um, in this area. If you were looking to replace them rather than clean them, you would have to locate some filters. Are there some like hoses or something? Well, the water's probably right. frozen in a hose, yeah. so... Water not currently available, but maybe in a, sometime within the next couple hours of this shift. So 
Um, you could certainly wait for that to be an option if you want to go that route. But yeah, there are there uh, is water access in this area since it is one of the main water holding areas of the ship. I think getting them up as soon as possible is going to be the best. So now that we know what needs to happen, we can get out of here, head to the storage place or the cargo mm -hmm. bay, this, this level three. Sure. And, uh, or deck C. Great. And look for some new scrubbers. All right, sounds good. All right, um, back up on the bridge. Let's see. Uh, Davis, you were checking out Pilot Station 2. What did you want to do to try to get that working? I feel like I have, um, you know, like a basic checklist as a trained uh -huh. pilot that you go through for any contingency like this that would involve, you know, troubleshooting, diagnosing the issue and attempting to resolve it. Um, so I'm going, mm -hmm. you know, through that based on my training, like checking connections, like rebooting the system, like, you know, turning it off and on again, yeah. <laughs> like hitting the power button. Yep. So that I think going should. through your checklist, that makes sense. You would realize that you kind of have two main options that would work in different ways. Um, one, you could... Um, pry up some of the deck plating and get in there to try to reconnect power to the terminal, which in game mode would be a heavy machinery roll. Um, or you could try to cannibalize some of station two's parts to get, or station one's parts to get station two running. Um, that would be in game terms, a com tech roll, uh, but those would be your two repair right. options to try to get it back online. Yeah, I'll try that heavy machinery okay. one because I think it's just like disconnected or something sure. like that. I don't know right now that there's a um, I want to see if it's plugged in first before I start assuming that it's a part sure. turned out. Just that's like what my checklist would have okay. me do. Sure. You know? so. so that's a heavy machinery Correct. roll. No modifiers. Here we go. All right. I'm like, uh, no modifiers. Here we so go. So that's success <laughs> on your stress dice, which is good because you didn't get any face huggers. So that's fine. Um, yeah, you are like prying up these plates, basically that form the floor of the bridge, kind of getting down into this crawl space, um, checking the connection. And yeah, there's, for whatever this ship went through, there was a lot of a shaken probably happening because this is a loose connection that you were able to reconnect. All right. Meanwhile, okay. captain good, yeah. is at the command station, so I'm just checking. Uh-huh. So for those of you listening to your radios, the captain notes, uh, looks like someone's uh, smashed the emergency access housing and taken the key. Not sure where it is. Um, but yeah, I'm going to see if I can't figure out uh, where this was originally navigating. See if we can't get an idea of where this ship was going. 
navigation. Navigation mm -hmm. logs. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. So uh, you're getting that set up. So that's going to be uh, for you, just so you know, to get that all reconnected, the floor up and everything. That's about a shift of work. So it's going to take you a few hours. Oh, to, to pull the floor up, reconnect it, and uh, and put the floor yeah, and back. It's going to take a few hours. Up and everything. Yeah, it takes takes a shift. Okay. To do it that way. Got so it. Okay. That'll be. So yeah, I'll have to let the captain know that it's going to be a yeah, few hours. Like, well, fixing it's a priority. So, like I said, I'll work on getting some nav data while you're doing that, and yeah, all right. Um, Cham and Rai, you were going to head to cargo. So talk to me a little bit about your route. You said there are ladders that go all the way down yep, the shaft, so like down to in the bottom? the air scrubber shaft proper, you can get between levels for maintenance there as well. Yes. Um, and then obviously through vents mm. to other parts of the ship. Um, definitely not foreshadowing ways other things could get around, so don't worry about it. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely probably the best way. Down the shaft and out a door. <laughs> All right. Um, which one on the, let's see, looking at cargo level, um, Looks like you could get out into that stairwell pretty easily that's down on the cargo level. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. Thou mayest throw your little character doodles over there as you like, and I will get you a description of what you see. Boo -boo -boo. She's just... Sunshine yeah. and rainbows yep. and ponies. Absolutely. All right. So kicking open the vent and hopping down into this junction, the stair area, um, you see a slumped over headless body of a man in a spacesuit. There what? is a oh, ladder of blood and brain matter on the wall behind him and a Model 37A2 shotgun on the floor next to him. Um, I would like, uh, no, I think this is good. Anything you wanna look at or do with this um, unfortunate corpse? The first corpse you have come across, so interesting so far. First sign of true distress. How old does like the the body look? How long does it look like it's been here? Is it all desiccated or is it like still dripping down the wall? Yeah. So um, all the blood is dry. Um, the baseline sort of um, power that the ship had has led everything to be super cold. So the the body is kind of preserved through freezing at this point. Um, nice. So it's hard to tell exactly how old it might be, um, but it certainly doesn't look fresh. Um, but taking... How's the body sitting? Um, so yeah, it is... Like he was sat up against the wall talking to his favorite shotgun. Uh, yeah, it, it does look like that, yes. Um, 
and again, um, oh. shotgun is kind of at the ground to the side. Um, casual examination, since that's you did look him over, you notice that there's something not quite right about this person's proportions. Um, his arms seem a little long, like they're actually stretching the compression suit, like beyond its normal limit. There's actually tears around the forearms. Um, huh. But yeah. I would like both of you to awesome. increase your stress level by one. Nah, this is totally cool. <laughs> I'm like, I'm already in this. But there is a shotgun here. Should you, should you want it's that? Perfectly normal. <laughs> so I'll go ahead and radio that radio that in. Uh, guys, we, we got a body in the deck, deck Charlie uh, stairwell here. It's uh, not looking good. All right. Um, well, luckily, the ship's been cold, so I doubt you'll run into trouble, but keep an eye out for signs of what may have happened here, because, yeah, until everything's online and the crew can wake up, it's hard for us to know exactly what became of this derelict vessel. But be careful down there. He's gonna look over it, right? Do, do, do you think we should take that shotgun? Like, is I don't I mean, know it's not doing him any place. favors, is it? <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Do you know do how you to not, use a shotgun? Not really. I was about to ask you the exact <laughs> same question. <laughs> I figured well, I, we could learn. <laughs> I think it's pretty straightforward. Just you know, don't point that end at something. You don't want to that kill. That might have been what happened to him, you know, forgot how to point a gun. So. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's totally what it looks like. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll pick up the shotgun. Right. I can Sounds good. Let's see. See if it's loaded, maybe. Just kind of mess around All with it. All right. So um, picking up the shotgun, let's see. Um, and looking around a little bit, you see he has an, like an open zipper pocket that has a full uh, reload for this weapon in there. So let's give you that information. Here you go. All right. Well, so while they're messing around with this very normal person, um, what would you like to be doing? I'm going to go ahead and work my way over to medical. All right. So, Aureus. So, like the oh, um, med lab or? The okay, because like there's lab. an examination room down on this deck, but so I wasn't sure. Just okay. noticed. Because <laughs> um, the, the med lab's next to the science yes, lab, correct. right? Okay, yeah, let's go to the med lab. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and let me know your route for getting there. And uh, we'll make sure you don't run into anything untoward. I guess just that uh, that central stairwell okay. looks pretty Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Down to B1. All right. Yep. And I assume just kind of going through hallways to living area there and then to med lab. Okay. Right. Pass through the living so area. Yeah. see what that living area is going to look like for you. The living area basically has um, closed individual, like kind of bunk rooms where a few crew members share spaces. 
So it's kind of like these hallways and then access to those various um, bunks, as you will, behind closed doors. Um, So you could certainly look into those if you'd like. But otherwise, you can head, just keep heading through to med lab. That is not a problem. Yeah, no reason to uh, to get into their stuff yet. All right. So, um, unless is ahead. the uh, is the captain's quarters in this area? So uh, there is a corporate suite, um, which is where the the company agent would have quarters, um, but the captain would. Um, have space with the rest of the crew. Okay. I'm going to go visit the uh, the corporate reps. Okay. Living quarters first, so get sidetracked. But, oh, yeah, see, yeah. See yeah. if it's nicer than yours. <laughs> mm-hmm. It absolutely <laughs> is. Um, but, yeah. Oh, this is, it's just because it's a huge science vessel, right? So they were able to spend more money on the, on the corporate suite here. Um, so opening the door to the room, which you can easily do because you have corporate access. So even if there was a a keypad here, you'd know how to get in. Um, It's a spacious area. It looks like it was very well appointed, but looking around now, it's not in great shape. Um, You can see that the bed is saturated with what color-wise appears to likely be blood. Um, There is a couch where the cushions have been pulled off and there's stuffing like strewn around the room. Um, A lot of the furniture in the room has been like smashed or broken in some way. Um, But uh, things that you would notice in this area, obviously there is the bed like we talked about. Um, All corporate suites would have some sort of storage or wall safe of some kind if you wanted to locate that. There is, as part of the broken furniture, um, sort of a wet bar area, a desk area, um, and then there's a walk-in closet um, towards the back. I will go ahead and take a look for the safe. This is, you know, in addition to the bloody bed and broken furniture, like being horrifying, it's also just a super disappointing uh, use of company resources <laughs> and corporate right. property in general. That's mm. ruined a perfectly good bed. All right. So knowing how these setups typically work, um, you are able to find the wall safe, but this one is accessible only via a personal code. Um, so not one that you would um have on you at this time. Okay. Uh, then I'll go ahead and exit the room, closing the door uh, so that it is secured again, and then continue on right. to mess Sounds lab. good. All right. Meanwhile, um, Cham and Rai, y'all were downstairs heading towards cargo. Let me grab that cargo deck. All right. Um, where would you like to go first? 
obviously from your map that you have, you'd know that there are various storage bays as well as cargo bays. Um, so totally up to you what you want to check first. Um, I'll start opening uh, storage doors and just because the filters are yeah, big, right? Um, hard to miss. So I'll just start throwing open doors and seeing if there's anything worthwhile. Right. So I feel like they would probably also be in storage just because I know cargo seems like something you'd maybe be there. No, uh, opening storage base sounds acceptable. So, um, for the most part, storage units do contain what you would expect, um, ship supplies and tools. Um, so you could certainly, um, I think there probably be at least a few new filters in this area. I think that's fair. Um, but some other things that you see, um, there are um, some drums of uh, material labeled as um, quinatricetylene um, and uh, let's see what else um, among the tools you see some bolt guns another cutting torch a torch a maintenance jack and um, a unit um, this kind of storage box that's code locked So, but yes, among those, yes, you do find some large ass filters. Large ass filters. And yes, Santiago, to answer your question, they may be red barrels. Cool. Be sure to stand right next to them, especially in a crisis situation if that comes up. I mean, nothing's going to happen. This isn't running the mill salvage mission. Boring, but um, yeah. If anything weird happens, stand right next to those. For sure. This is a straightforward adventure. Um, starting area, you're, you're in yeah. the meadows. Like, <laughs> nothing go <Yeah>. wrong. <laughs> nothing can go wrong. We're not we're not in the plains. No, like you're fine. You're fine. It's idyllic. Yeah, you have that like piece of classical music playing that's in all the Bugs Bunny <laughs> cartoons, or yeah. it's just this verdant yield. I mean the the guy without a head. I mean he was just he was just a depressed yeah. guy. You know? I mean space is yeah, lonely. Especially if all your friends are in cryo chambers and you're not like you're like look I left out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you feel just like mm. super sad. So you... Yeah, definitely um, a concern. Right. Yeah, if you. But uh, now, now that we got these uh, scrubbers, let's, let's get them installed and get the get the hell off this floor. This this place is pretty freaking me out a little bit. No, they call that in. Did you guys call that in? I don't remember the body. Yeah, the body and yeah. the shotgun. Or uh huh. Oh, cool. Well, I think I just said that we found a body. Yeah, and they said they the found shotgun. a body and it didn't look. Good. Oh, okay. And it didn't yeah. look. Good. <laughs> Didn't look good. <laughs> like a dead body beauty yeah. contest. We just didn't like the, pants. What the, hell? the pose you were you were sticking. It just wasn't working for us. Oh, that haircut is not a good look for you. <laughs> you, need to, you turned left and you should have turned right. 
maybe some moisturizer. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I guess we'll uh, make our way back to the stairwell and into the shaft. Right. So while y'all are working on that, Jesse, are you away or just off camera? Yeah, he's he's getting himself some energy. Right. Sounds good. I will let. Um, Wilson slow walk his way to med bay then. <laughs> um, so the two of you go back into the air scrubber shaft. Um, again, nothing creepy but some dust. A lot of dust motes flying around in this area as the ship's trying to get everything um, running again. And you get back to um, one of the kind of pods of carbon filters. Um, it will take, let me, they, they have rules for everything that needs to be fixed on the ship. So double checking here, but I believe it takes some time to fix that. Yep. So, um, this is a heavy machinery role to safely access the filters, take the old ones out, get the new ones in, get everything buttoned up. Mm -hmm. Um, only one person can make the role for heavy machinery to do this, but help can be um, given. So since there are two of you, you whoever rolls would get a, a plus one modifier. Well, I have a three base, so. Yeah, I'm not, I'm more yeah. of a computer You're there for person, support. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll help. So you got a plus one. Uh, Did I not do that right? That's weird. It looks like it's not rolling your dice dice. Let me take a look at your character sheet make sure it's not acting up. Jam! Character sheet. Uh, heavy machinery. No, you should have three dices there. Oh, did you do plus one or did you do just one as your modifier? I did yeah, plus do, one. Do one. I? I know it doesn't like pluses sometimes. See if that makes it act right. There you go. And hey. got the facehugger for you. And got rid of the so, facehugger. Um, that is one success, which is all you need. But it does mean that you and Rai are going to be down there for a few hours getting that work done. Which means that right now, it's Wilson's time to shine since all of you are working on... That's to get all um, of them done? To, or is it going to be like hours it, for each? It's, so for the new filters that you have, like just at least getting enough of them in to allow for oxygen to happen and for air to be filtered, you can't replace all of them, but you can do enough to get it working. Um, but yeah, it'll take you a few hours cool. to, to get those all put in. Um, all right, Wilson, you are slow rolling over to uh, Med Lab. So let me grab a Descriptio for you, um, which I'm sure you will enjoy to have. All right. All right. <laughs> um, and you have some time to work on things since everyone else has multi hour projects. All right, so uh, opening the door to med lab you can see that this one has some two like really older generation looking um, med pods in this area uh, the technology here is old to the standards that you would expect from a Weyland-Yutani vessel particularly a science vessel um, 
you can see that one of the med pods, the plexiglass-like tube that covers it, is shattered as if something either broke into it or smashed through it um, in one direction or the other. The other one is sealed and the light is on in it if you wanted to go check it out. But um, it does look like there's something coating the surface of the glass to make it a little unclear what may be inside. You see um, there are rows of large specimen jars. Um, some of them seem to have contents. Um, there are shelves with um, various um, jars and containers. Some of them, again, appear to be uh, occupied with specimen. Um, and then you can see that there is a desk in that area where the shelves are um, with, again, various other sciency looking containers, um, which you could check out as you will. Um, and then, of course, cabinets for supplies and medicine, most likely, since this is the med lab. All right, uh, I guess start off by inspecting the, uh, the specimen containers. All right, so um, looking at the specimen jars, um, two of them are filled with a preservative fluid and you can see inside of them two small, obviously alien creatures. These are non-human entities. They're very, they're very low. Um, they're kind of this pale, almost translucent, um, whitish color of, of skin or tissue, whatever it is they're made out of, um, vaguely like quadrupedal. They have four limbs um, and like this bulbous sort of head, um, no visible eyes or anything like that. You don't really even see a mouth. Um, so, but it's not a species you recognize. Are there any notes or uh, computers nearby that I can access? Um, so in the med lab, there is a terminal. There is also a desk um, with various things on it. Okay. I guess a uh, rifle through the contents of the desk. Sure. All right. So um, heading over to the desk. Let's see, blah, 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 blah. Um, there is an open sort of metallic container on the desk. Um, and what looks like, um, you know, like a screen that was being used for putting in notes or whatever it is currently off. Can I sure. power that on? <laughs> so, <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah we yeah. have power now, right? Um, so turning it on, you can see uh, with your corporate access code access to um, some information about, um, you know, studying the uh, creatures they had found. It also mentions some um, of these, what they refer to as spore producing sacks um, that it notes are in another uh, container and it kind of notes a shelf location in the med lab. Um, but otherwise, um, it references an inoculation that has been produced to protect the crew. Interesting. Okay. That's cool. 
Um, and then you said you were rifling through the desk. So I will say that, let's see, uh, under the desk is a med kit, like case, like a hard case. Um, if you wanted to check that out, otherwise, um, <laughs> yeah, there's the metal container on the desk proper if you wanted to check that out as well. Uh, yeah, check out the med kit All right. first. So, opening up the med kit that is under the desk. Um, let's see, where did that go? Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. The med kit contains six syringes um, that are like preloaded and ready to go. They are currently um, unlabeled. Mm-hmm. All right. And you said there was also yeah, a on canister on the desk. Does- and does that have um, a label? So it's this metallic kind of canister looking inside because it, it's open right now. There are four um, glass vials inside. Um, three of them are intact. Uh, one is cracked and empty. The intact uh, vials have some kind of black liquid inside of them, but they are not labeled. You said there were uh, how many? Three intact vials. Okay. And how big is this canister? Um, Sorry. You know, I would say like coffee can sort of size, not okay. not super big. Okay. And is it like temperature controlled or anything like that? Or it's just like it a whole does thing? seem to um, be there for uh, temperature regulation. Okay. Cool. I will leave that be, but I will put, uh, do I have like a bag or some kind of, uh, fanny pack action or (laughs) corporate swag? You have your, um, Weyland Yutani cheap drawstring backpack that they gave you at orientation. I'm sure you have a a briefcase (laughs) or bag of some kind being the, the corporate guy, since you have to carry your emergency chip and you know your various things so yes you you have storage space i think i'm going to leave that canister there because that seems important uh yeah i think i will go ahead and pick up the med kit okay so you have the med kit with the syringes in it um Obviously, there are, like, other supplies around the room that look like more standard sort of, like, personal med kits and things like that, should you need to access those at any time. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, you are, <laughs> yeah, your super corporate murdered out bag. Um, but, yeah, you can definitely grab the med kit with the syringes in it. That is fine. Um, okay. Yeah. And... Uh... So yeah, I guess uh, I'll head over to the med pods and continue my uh, my search. Right. So the 
like I said, one of them has the broken plexiglass um, cover, but it does appear to be in working order. Obviously not clean, so if it had to be used, um, it's a little unsanitary, but you have a functional med pod should someone suffer some sort of injury. Um, the other med pod has intact plexiglass, but the inside is coated with a thick layer of um, blood and bloody goop. Um, you could certainly open it if you want to see what's inside. Um, but like I said, the light is on. You can see it shining through the dried blood material, but you can't really see what's in there because of that coating. Okay. I guess I'll give the, uh, the pod roof <laughs> cover, give it a couple of taps. Get a little, little tap tap. <laughs> um, <laughs> very scientific. Just a little tap a Okay. <laughs> um, you tap and you hear something smack against the inside of the med pod, and there is a, a groan. From within. Does it sound like a human groan? Mm, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Just trying to see. Like trying to get out of bed when yeah, you turn 40. Make, yeah. Is it, kinda... is it a dad noise? I'm going to make an observation <laughs> yeah. check. And I'll say that it's at a minus two because you can't actually see anything. You're just going based on sound. If you want to. All right, Always up to you. And you, you put this one. I think you can do. It doesn't care about that. Yeah, it just doesn't like pluses. I think. Yeah. All right. So nothing bad happens to you, but it's hard for you to tell exactly. It's obviously something respiratory. Could be a person, but Mm -hmm. from what you've seen in this lab so far, you cannot be sure. Okay. Go ahead and open up comms. (laughs) Captain Miller. It looks like we have. uh, we have signs of life in the med bay. Excellent. Does it appear to be crew? I think you better take a look. All right, I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so she'll start heading down there. All right. You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, the rest of you are working, but you do hear that, so you are aware of that area. So um, Captain Miller um, makes her way down um, past the living areas and everything. She also doesn't try to open any doors. Um, and meeting you up in the med pod room, she's like, oh, this... She, like, gets distracted by the things in the jars, like, ew... And then she's like, all right, what were you saying? I don't see anybody down here. And direct her toward the uh, the pods she's there. Like, oh. <laughs> well, if there's someone in there, they don't look well based on uh, what makes you think there's signs of life. Hey, just give it a give it a little uh, little, little little tap there. Just all right. So she <laughs> again, she looks at you kind of quizzically um, (laughs) and like gives a little knock 
on the glass. And again, something thumps, and you can actually see a, like a dark shape through the, the the dried blood on the thing. She's like, oh God, do you think they left someone in here? I mean, how long I... has this thing been floating? <laughs> And, um, let's see. What 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 would she have brought with her? Let's see. Does she have a sidearm? Uh, she doesn't have any gear listed I, since she wasn't one of your PCs. But you guys did have gear on the ship, so let me double check what she might have grabbed from Montero. Okay. Let's see. Was Davis able to access any of the records? Now the power's back on? Um, Davis has been working on getting the pilot station back up. So uh, until the end of the shift, we'll not be able to do anything else. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think she would have grabbed her service pistol since she's the captain. I think that's fair. So yeah, she, you see her like reach in like to one of the pouches on her suit and take out this small nine millimeter pistol, um, you know, standard, you know, USCMC sidearm. Um, and she, let me put that in her stuff in case for some reason she has to roll for anything. Uh, medium. Yep. 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 And she, like, kind of motions for you to stand back. She is going to yeah, back open up. up the pod and see what's going on in here. You know, like you do. Back up all the way <laughs> like out just of the ship. Close wow, the door. Yeah. <laughs> <Going> back. <laughs> so she presses the button to, like, open up the the cover of the med pod. Um, inside, there are what appear to be, I mean, what should be remains. Um, they are, look like they've been partially vivisected. Um, the torso's been dissected out. But this doesn't look, I mean, it's wearing the remnants of a crew uniform. Um, but it has this soft elongated looking skull and it, the skull's been opened up and the brain is exposed. Um, most of the organs have been set aside for evaluation um, and this thing is gasping and flailing as she opens up the pod um, and yeah, she's going to take an alarmed step back, obviously, uh, and see what she can do to, yeah, this thing is not difficult to kill if, as long as she doesn't work it. All right, so she misses, but all of you hear uh, the sound of a pistol being discharged um, on deck B. Um, and let's see what it says about pistols. I think she might be able to get more than one here. So with this weapon, she can get a couple, a 
tacks off, so she'll do, does that work better? Oh no, yeah, there she goes. All right, um, she does, yeah, he's, uh, she's able to um, dispatch the abomination um, within the pod, um, since he is mostly lacking um, organs and has an exposed brain. This is not a difficult matter, but this is obviously not an expected sight. So she's going to take a stress, and then um, Wilson, I would like you to take a stress as well for seeing this thing. Shit, shit. <laughs> what the? <laughs> All right. Um, but it's now kind of on the floor outside of the med pod, um, like a trail of its abdominal organs leading to where they had been set aside um, inside the pod. Um, and um, not a lot of blood, but a bit of blood spreading out in the floor of this area. It didn't look like it had a lot left in it anyway. Um, but yeah, like I said, wearing the remnants of a crew uniform, but otherwise looking very non-human. All right. I will say that we've reached end of shift. Um, so everyone's kind of finishing up what they're working on uh, when you hear these two shots and Captain Miller gets on the radio. Actually, I'll make her roll for oxygen as well because I'm sure she's uh, not exactly calm breathing into her situation here. Uh, okay, so good to know. All right, and um, she says, uh, everyone be very careful. Uh, there was something that was definitely live in med lab um, and it did not look human. Um, it wasn't, in good shape, so I don't know what else we might run into, but just be very careful. It was aggressive. Like a dog? Uh, or? Uh, mm, I would say it was some sort of alien life form, perhaps, that they picked up from whatever they were studying, but not one I recognized. Nothing I've, I've heard about. Captain Davis here. Uh, what, what exactly should we be on the lookout for of a description? Uh, it looks like originally it was probably uh, humanoid-sized, but it has vaguely humanoid features, limbs, um, but its skull is all wrong. It's kind of, I don't know, I, I can't tell. It, it's pretty cut up. There isn't a lot of it left. Damn, brain was showing. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it was something they had vivisected, but somehow it survived in here forever long. This thing's been adrift. Roger that. I'll keep, I'll keep an eye out. All right. Um, yeah, everyone just, you know keep a tool handy in case you got to smack something. Like I said, this one wasn't difficult to take down. I don't know what else we might run into, so just be aware. All right. So, Roger um, that. since we're at end of shift, I uh, will say that Davis, 
your pilot station now appears to have power. Um, and in the air scrubber shaft, you are buttoning up the last of the covers for the carbon filters that you have replaced. Um, you're starting to hear the telltale signs of um, water flowing through lines. So it looks like the frozen tanks are starting to thaw at this point. Um, and you now have the dirty filters on the floor um, where you've been taking them out, which would give you a chance to um, inspect them to see what their failure point might have been. Otherwise, you can continue on with other tasks. But it does look like you have done that as needed. Uh, I'll give them a, a quick once over. I don't want to spend too long in here knowing just that this area is about to start getting really active. I don't want to spend sure. too much time. In so the main things that you notice, obviously there's like dust and grime and uh, mold, stuff you'd expect to see in areas where there is water access and time, right? Um, but you do notice some other um, structures on the filters as well that you didn't notice them at first when you were working mm. between like the poor lighting and um, the fact that they're not very big. The largest of these structures is about the size of a, of a small chicken egg. Um, but shape-wise, they're sort of shaped like like pomegranates, um, but they're the same dark, dusty, grimy color as the rest of the filter. Um, and at the end, instead of it being like kind of the butt end of the pomegranate, there's sort of a circular opening and they're growing or stuck in little clusters in various places along the, the filters. Mm. Mm. Uh, what, what do you think those are? I don't know. Uh, should we poke them? Or, like... <laughs> to be fair, that's what they do with the med pod. <laughs> I mean, no, but yes. Because that's, that's what they do. Yeah, I'm going to poke, poke it. faces like, real close to it. Shake <laughs> the living shit out of that. <laughs> If only someone had discovered uh, evidence of a fungal outbreak <laughs> and relayed that to that everyone else, that this might be, yeah, spore sets <laughs> or something like that. And to be careful and watch out for that. Oh, if only. Yeah, Wilson's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Such judgment. He doesn't know what's going on. Wilson's just... Wilson has oh, no idea there was a He's getting the information <laughs> so that you guys have all the stuff you need to continue your your little mission. Uh, I'll lean away from it and give it a little poke with the shotgun. Kind of see if they're soft or hard. Right, you know? so what, what is this thing? Because yeah, that's what they're you do. Um, yeah. surprisingly deformable. Um, they press in at the, the gentlest of pressure from the butt of your shotgun oh, or nice. the, whatever you're using. A yeah. Nice and uh, yeah, it does release these black motes um, into the air, which now in the, um, oh, you know, growing current of the functional um, machinery um, float. And what you notice about them, what seems weird is they kind of almost coalesce together, not following the current. Um, and then... Ah are pushed through um, 
into uh, the rest of the ventilation, perhaps filtered by the um, air scrubbers that you have just installed, but um, hard to know. Well, that's not peculiar mm. at mm -mm. all. Yeah, that's probably fine. Totally good. That's probably yeah, it's probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, job well. done. <laughs> Totally good. <laughs> Definitely not something you want to share with anyone. <laughs> no, so. Thanks, Constructios. Uh, so uh, we, we finished changing out the air scrubbers. Uh, we're going to get out of this shaft here. We did find some some gross on the old on the old scrubbers. Not sure what they're all about, but uh, yeah, we're, we're going to get out of here. We'll, we'll be out in you know, five mics. Good job, champ. <laughs> Captain Miller uh, seems Dang, a little out of awesome. it, but she's like, uh, that's all right. The first good news we've had so far. So, yeah, maybe things are, are looking up. Uh, Davis, any updates from the bridge? Uh, we got power back at uh, Pilot Station 2. Nav systems coming up. We're... Uh, Looking good. Not quite five by yet, but the uh, diagnostics right. are running. Should be ready to rock here soon. Right. Um, Any uh, ETA cham or, or rye on uh, breathable Latmo? I'm not sure you're probably because I mean the water still has to melt and everything, so you might want to check uh, with Mother about that. Roger that. I'll check right now. All right. Davis, just so you know, now that you have yeah. the pilot station up, assuming everything else is working, like reactor and all that fun stuff, and engine pods and whatnot, um, you should be able to pilot the ship even with only one station active. So that is now a viable solution. Um, but checking back to the life support monitor, um, you do um, have access to speaking to Mother about life support things from there should you want to yeah that sounds like a good idea uh mother life support status carbon dioxide levels high water is 30 percent accessible for producing oxygen uh eta on breathable atmo Oxygen levels should be appropriate for breathing within the next two hours. Temperatures should be stabilized within the next 30 minutes. All right. Get back on the comm. Uh, it looks like we're going to have breathable ammo in two hours, uh, stable temps in about 30 minutes. Thanks to uh, Cham and Rye. Good job. Captain Miller says, Oh, they sound like the heroes of this outing so far. And then while you're kind of checking in with everyone, um, Mother provides an update over all intercom terminals for everyone to hear. Because she's just super nice like that. And she says, Warning, life support systems, not nominal. Cryo chambers have been deactivated. So we, Mother said that over yep. the common channel. So, and I asked her at the life support monitor then, 
to clarify. Like, deactivated. Mother, clarify. Crew, no longer in cryostasis. Are they viable? Sensors indicate that some cryo chambers contain viable crew members. Uh, team, looks like we're going to have some uh, crew members coming out of cryo here. I don't know if you want to get there to support them. You know how rocky that ride can be. Ah, uh, yeah, we can head that way. Man, weren't we, weren't we just there? Weren't they just okay? I mean, they were, they were frozen. I mean, now, now they're not frozen. Uh, negative. I am a meat popsicle. Right. Um, and then the next message at life support. So Davis, you would hear this. Um, mother lets you know. Medical sensors indicate that awaking crew members may require medical attention. Cool. I feel like that was uh, one step ahead there. So right on. Hopefully, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have some crew head that way to help them out. He says, five cryo chambers currently processing awaking crew members. Okay. <laughs> well, cool. I mean, I guess I could head we that need way. To, yeah. We need to uh, abort this. Around, so. Yeah, the air's not ready for them yet. It's, I mean, it, they're going to suffocate. Mother can abort. I mean, well, Wilson's the guy to try to abort. It's Corpo. You got all <laughs> hey, the Corpo, mother. <laughs> Is the, uh, the computer terminal here in the med pods? Does that uh, connect yep, to So mother? you can, it's not the central terminal, like to provide. Um, like very complex commands or get classified information, but you can still interface with her through any of those terminals. Yes. Oh, go ahead and access the terminal. See if I can abort this, uh, the awakening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she responds with, oh, we're good. Um, no, she, she says, as temperatures optimize and oxygen returns, Commanding officer and supporting crew must be awakened to support the ship. Uh, entering uh, transfer command of ship to Captain Vanessa Miller and then type in my little authorization code while I'm, you know, avoiding any kind of shoulder, shoulder surfing. <laughs> Um, and she says, input invalid from this terminal. Oh, damn it. Uh, look at Captain Miller. I gotta get to Mother. <laughs> yeah, we definitely don't want to lose crew. That's part of our uh, objectives here. Uh, do what you can. All right. I'm a hot-footed uh, up junction B2 up to A2. Uh-huh. And then run th- that way. So the, through the exam. Wait, no, that would be right through, through the, the med bay or through the cryo chambers. Yeah, that way I can see if they've opened up as well as I'm right. sprinting past. No, I think that's a, that's a fair idea. 
So heading that way, let us see what's going on in Cryodeck. Um, so you go up through Junction 2, through the exam room, which just looks like a mess. Like there's just supplies strewn about everywhere. Um, you're running through Cryo 3. Um, you'll note that you see that one pod, the lights have changed in here. It looks like it's going through kind of defrost procedures, um, but they're not open at this time. As you continue into the hallway, you can see um, two lights in cryo one, two lights in cryo two that look like they're going through the same process, um, but not open yet. And you can make your way to mother. Um, is anyone else doing anything? Yeah. I was going to start making my way in the cryo area. Right. Same. Yeah. Don't know what Wilson's doing. So to do help. Um, so. Miller says, I'm going to try to lock down med lab um, in case there's anything in here that might be uh, still an issue. Uh, but um, Wilson's going to try to talk to mother to try to get this fixed. Um, I'll get over to cryo as soon as I can. So the rest of you are heading to cryo, but let's see what Wilson can do in the meantime. All right, Wilson, you are now at the main um, mother mainframe area. What would you like to do? All right. Uh, yeah, go ahead and use my access so I can get yep. into the mainframe. And do a little, little tippy-tappies on the, the keyboard. Like, All right. Abort, or transfer command of USCSS Cronus to Captain Vanessa Miller. Authorization, uh, John J. Wilson, and then my, my little code. Right. <laughs> um, and the text you get back on the screen just says, affirmative. Please note, EXO and company agent of the Cronus are currently awakening. So, Captain Miller, I don't know. Oh, yeah, never mind. Yeah. We have her. <laughs> <laughs> Open up. Com yeah, you I'm still like, got your oh, I'm going to talk to her. Good. <laughs> uh, open up a com to Captain Miller and say, be like, uh, congratulations, Captain Miller. You are now the commanding officer of the U.S. CSS Cronus. And she's like, well, that'll help for us to get this ship back to Weyland Yutani. Thank you. Um, any luck on aborting the cryo sequence? Uh, you are, I believe it is. You have to initiate that. See if you can do it from your current location. So she is going to try to interface with Mother. Let's see what Mother wants to do for her. Mm -hmm. Yep, super good. All right. So she gets back on radio to everyone and she says, Mother says that there's enough percentage of oxygen to wake up the crew. She's not letting me bypass. So 
Um, I'm going to head that way, but everyone who can get there to see what's going on with the crew, please do so. And again, just keep an eye out. Um, we've already seen a couple weird things so far. Based off of what we saw in the med pods or in the med lab, I suggest we keep the cryo rooms sealed for contamination purposes. You're right. We might want to see what comes out of these chambers. I mean, I hate to say it. I would like to save the crew, but I don't. I don't know if it's crew. Did any of you see in the chambers what was in there? Uh, when, when we were there, most of the doors were locked from the inside, so I'll try to get there and see if I can uh, get them locked from the outside. Right. But as of right now, whoever's in the pods, they, they've got access to the door. Right. Um, all right, yeah, see what you can do, um, or at least try to keep an eye on whatever it is that's going on in there as they go through this process. It should only take a few minutes. Right, so I know some of you are heading down that way. Um, cool. So, as uh, do you want to try to barricade and/or weld and/or whatever the doors shut or reprogram them or anything like that, or are you waiting to see what you see when the pods open? Uh. So I mean. If it's reprogramming, it's probably going to be mm. Rye. She can give that a, chat, a try. Um, yeah. I could just weld them shut from my side, just in a way that won't let the door open and I can cut it easily back open without damaging the door, so that in case we have to have them open and close again. Um, I can um, I can try to reprogram them, and then if I fail at that, we can fall back to welding, maybe? Yeah, I think that's the best idea. The only problem is the cryo-3 goes under the examination room, and if something pops out there, it's going to be able to go, like, straight in that, but we'll burn that bridge when we cross it. Yeah, so. I mean, you can certainly see if you're able to kind of change up the electronic locks on the doors in the three cryo rooms so that you can only override from the outside rather than the inside. Um, and since, Cham, you're there as well, you could certainly assist, even though it's not your specialty, to give Rai a bonus there. Yeah. I've oh, yeah. got one so, contact. Yeah, you can definitely help. So, whatever bonuses that gives is right oh yeah uh cool that's really good nice. so yeah you are easily able to kind of and i'd say you probably end up doing it from like this terminal over here um but you change up the access to the doors so that doors are opened from the outside rather than the inside in cryo so no problem there. Very good. So the doors are under your control and there are three little tiny windows um, for you to be able to see into what is going on 
in these three rooms. Uh, since I was likely standing over there to get ready to weld, I'll just uh, peer in through the windows until okay. I start moving. All right. Cool. Um, you wait a few minutes as the lights continue to change, showing that the um, chambers are warming up, that um, vitals are are being monitored and and everything like that. And you see, again, in cryo one and two, there are two pods in each of those rooms that are going through that sequence and opening, and one pod in cryo three. Um, and as they open, you can see in the telltale space undies um, and such, um, five very human-looking um, crew members are stumbling out of pods looking a bit dizzy and unsure um, and reaching for uh, jumpsuits that are in the area. Um, they seem to be, and like what you can tell from the sensors on your suit, there's enough oxygen concentration that they are able to breathe, but it does seem labored at this time um, based on it being kind of low concentration still. Um, but they are kind of fumbling about trying to, to figure out where their clothes are and, and, and you can hear some of them like calling to interface with mother, but she's not currently responding to them. What would you like to do? I'll, I'll just radio my observations there on to, Hey guys, so they're, they're awake, they're moving. Uh, uh, they yeah. look like crew. They're, they're just kind of stumbling. It's, it's a little bit, looks like they're having a little bit hard time to breathe, but that's just because how uh, recently we got the scrubbers going, so. All right. Um, well, if they, if they look like crew and look like crew that can help us or at least tell us what's going on in here, um, I'll leave it up to your discretion to open up and check in with them. Um, but I'll head down as soon as I can. I'm just, now that I have captain access, now that I'm XO, I can lock up med lab at least for now until we know what's going on. Yeah, they mostly look human <laughs> mostly. so far. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, you see... Uh, since, since I have Rye here, I mean, the two of us can can work on talking to them. Thanks, champ. <laughs> I'm going to head on down. <laughs> um, cool. So, yeah, you guys are kind of watching uh, through the window so far. I'm going to hand Rye the shotgun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'll go in. You just, just stay out here. And just kind of, you know, watch my back, make sure they don't, like... Punch me or something. That's I mean, you saw right. Stretch Armstrong earlier. Be careful. Ah, I'm gonna keep my suit on. <laughs> you know, if if it's anything contagious, the suit should, should uh, help us, right? Yeah, I'll I'll keep the door closed from out here. I'll keep an eye on you. I got your back, hey. buddy. There you go. Well, let's just start with Cryo One since that's where yep. the captain was. So going into Cryo One, um, you do see um, two of the crew members stumbling about. Let me see if I, do I have pictures of them for you? I'm sure I do. 
uh, you can see Exo Johns, and um, we also have Sergeant Reed. Um, ah, and Reed appears to be looking into one of the other um, cryo chambers a bit and like shaking, shaking their head like, oh man. And if you like follow um, Reed's gaze, you do see that there's like this mummified, not um, successfully uh, <laughs> preserved um, corpse in that that chamber. She looks up at you. She seems to have more of her wits about her than John's does, and she's like, who are you? Are you rescue? Uh, hi there. Uh, yeah, sort of. We were kind of flying back to our, back to our, uh, where we had to turn in our cargo, and we picked up your distress speak and pulled us out of FTL, and uh, we just recently boarded, got the air scrubbers going, and then uh, Mother waked y'all up. Uh, do, what's what's going on here? You talk a lot. Um, <laughs> hey, thanks. I uh, uh, it's still still early out of stasis. I'm I might I might need to drink something first. Uh, still, everything's really fuzzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, did the. I just it, your crew says you're supposed to have like seventeen people. There's only five. Uh, five. Of you, right? Do, do you know? Do you remember who else, anything who else that happened? Is up? Are the doctors up? We don't know. We don't know yet. You guys are the first okay. ever time. Um. Yeah, I don't remember right now. I could could just be cryo though. And then she looks over at the other guy. She's like, "Jones, okay. okay. how you holding up?" And he's like, looking pretty queasy. But he's like, "Are." Where are the doctors? I think we need fluids. We, we don't know who the doctors are, but uh, we, we did find the captain's key in here. Is the captain in this room? Or do you guys remember what happened to the captain? John says, I'm, I'm the XO. Okay, but what, what about your cap? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm... Well, I guess I'm technically the captain, de facto captain. Uh, yeah. I, are you, but if you guys are taking over, I'm happy to defer to whatever. I, I don't know what's going on right now. I, I believe my captain, Vanessa Miller, has command of this ship right now, which, you know, we, we can deal okay. with that in the future. Good. Time, but, um, um, Right, right now, I'm going to go check on the other cryopods, and uh, I'll, I'll have someone bring you guys some water and food, but if you could just stay in this room, we just, we, we found some stuff in the ship, and we just kind of want to keep everyone together until we can make sure everything's good, oh, you know? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Okay, if you start remembering stuff, just knock at the door, and we'll have yeah, another chat, Yeah, right? sounds good. All right, bye. So you've met Johns and Reed. Um, Yeah, do you want to go to Cryo 2 where the other two are, or do you want to go into Cryo 3 where there's one person? Uh, Let's go into the one person. 
Um, let's see at the uh, you see awakening in cryo three, um, Clayton, based on the uniform, um, the jumpsuit hanging in this area, uh, looks like this is their company agent. Um, and she looks at you and says, oh, no, another who are you? Are you authorized to be here? Uh, hello. I am. My, my name is uh, Lyron Cham. I'm, I was on another like boat. We, we ran into your boat. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a heavy machine. This is a space vessel. Or this is a science vessel. Um, uh, we're, we're well aware. We've been kind of crawling around and fixing your ship up so that we could bring you in well. cryo. So, you know, a little bit of help mm. would be really nice. Do you know what was going on before you guys uh, went into cryo and slipped and floated around for however many years? How many years have we been out here? I don't know. I was hoping you could answer that. Uh, You can remember the the date last time you went uh, into cryo? uh, No, I remember. I remember we left and we went into cryo. Sorry, I'm having a hard time remembering. Are the doctors up? We need to. You guys keep asking about the doctors. What's what's going um, on with the doctors? Medical usually helps you out of cryo. It's a process. Well, your your shit's been kind of floating on, just floating around empty. Empty. So, I mean, we when we found the place, it was pretty much ice. Yeah, your your water. the The reason you're probably having so much trouble with right now is because water is frozen, and the. I'm not sure. I think Very she's well. on her I'll way. I'll speak to her when she gets here. <laughs> okay. If you just stay in this room, we're gonna we're trying to keep people isolated until we understand kind of what's going on, and then we'll uh, once the captain gets in here, though, I'll send it right to you. She rolls her eyes and grabs her um, company like access card out of her <laughs> jumpsuit. And she's like, I'll speak to your commanding officer when she gets here. Carry on. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> All right. The last room. Um, you see um, the jumpsuits in this room do identify um, medical slash scientific personnel. Um, so in this room, you are going to see doctors, let's see, um, Dr. Cooper, let's see here, I just want to make sure that we've got, uh uh-huh, there you go, uh, there you go, Dr. Cooper and Dr. Lynn. Uh, let me grab his stuff. Ah. There we go. And show. Got the doctors in here. Um, when you walk in, Dr. Flynn seems to be checking on Dr. Cooper, um, taking a look at his eyes and everything. And they're talking to each other, and the door opens, and he says, I don't recognize you. Is this cryoamnesia or are you someone new? I'm someone new. I've been answering <laughs> this question a lot. 
we found your ship. It, it was uh, sending our distress beacon. It pulled us out of cry or pulled us out of FTL. And uh, when, when when we saw your ship, we were able to get next to it and board it, see what was going on. Uh, you had no power. We got the power going on. You had no air. We got the air scrubbers filled or cleaned out. And so you, your ship's running again, mostly. How, how are you guys doing? Uh, you remember anything? We're doing okay. I don't remember much, but that's normal for being in cryo. Uh, I need to start getting aid to everyone so that we can get them up and running and, and not see any complications. Mm-hmm. Dr. Mm-hmm. Cooper's already having some headaches. He's probably severely dehydrated. Um, we need to get these mm-hmm. people to med lab. We've, we've got some water coming to you guys. Uh, but for, for right now, we just need to stay in the room. I'm sure you understand as doctors, you know, uh, contaminations and all that. We just got to make sure everything's all right. Cause we found some things in the ship and we're not quite sure what's going on. And we're just trying to figure things out before we make a bad right. situation. Okay. Um, okay. I, uh, yeah, that's, that's fine. And, uh, he like sits back down. Um, Dr. Cooper is holding onto his head. Um, you can hear from cryo three, uh, banging on the window. You told me that your commanding officer would be coming up here. Hold on. I guess rise in a better position to, to answer that because yeah. I'm in a different room. <laughs> He's been in the, the future. Karen's still going Karen. <laughs> And she just like keeps banging on the window. It's like you can't keep me in here. I am a Whalen Utani Company no. representative. I'm gonna cock that oh, shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, you can see that she's like getting frustrated okay, and looking. I gotta go. I gotta go handle this situation. Here, so she can't interface with mother or anything. So she's like freaking out. <laughs> All right. You have five crew members. Um, uh, they, uh, they're they kind of segregated by role within these cryo chambers. And uh, um, yeah, Captain Miller makes her, her way over um, through, let's see, she was down at med lab, but she knows you were locking doors. So she probably went up through junction uh, one up there instead of going through two. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, I'm going to radio to Davis. Like, hey, Davis, if you're on your way over here, could you just, uh, stop by and grab these folks some water? They're, they're feeling a little thirsty. Uh, I'll have to backtrack a bit, but, uh, sure. All right, thanks. All right. Meanwhile, the, you are just dealing with um, repetitive banging on a window as uh, <laughs> as Captain gets over there. Uh, where are you grabbing water from, Davis? Are you going to mess hall? Are you going to med lab? Where are you going to go? Probably okay. mess hall somewhere. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Water, water bulbs or whatever. Okay. So um, heading into mess hall, as its name would hint it is a mess um the food stores 
um, look like they have been ravaged by some sort of pack of raccoons or something. There's stuff strewn all about the floor. Um, it's uh, a lot of the exposed food that's kind of strewn about. You can see it has molded over. Um, the other thing that you notice in this room is that like on various surfaces, tables, shelves, things like that, um, there are all these little origami animals um, made out of little bits of like foil and paper um, just sitting around the room. Um, yeah, it looks like most of the dry goods in here are a mess, but you do find a few um, sealed containers of water. Uh, that have not been broken open. Okay. Well, I'll uh, make a mental note of that, but I'll grab the water and head down to uh, to cryo. All right. So, Wilson, are you heading to cryo or are you staying in mother for now? I'm going to head... Uh, head down right. to cryo. So it looks like everyone's heading over there. Um, there are these five crew members waiting for medical assistance and supplies. A lot of them seem pretty out of it, nauseous, headachy, you know, all the normal stuff. Um, if you wanted them to recover more quickly, you could use, um, I believe it's medical aid is the skill. Otherwise, you can just support... Well, I'm not trained in that, so I'll just watch them. I might pop in with the the, mm -hmm. the doctors and give them some. I know a little right. bit, not a lot. Uh, do you want to work on the one who seems to be having the headaches or the one who seems a little bit more with it? Uh, probably okay. the one with the headache. So that's Dr. Cooper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, let's go ahead and, and make that oh. panic roll really quick. Just see see how that's going. And just oh, okay, five. I think that's one of the good numbers, but let's double check. I think one through six is okay, if I recall correctly. But let's let's double check because panic is always a good thing to verify. Uh, yeah, one through six is fine. So you're keeping it together. Um, He's freaking you out a little bit. He's just talking about, it's like, oh, my head hurts so bad. It's like, where are we? Like, where is... And he keeps just, like, rambling on. Like, shut up! <laughs> like, I can't stop moving! <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, cool. So you're not successful. He's, like, wiggling too much for you. He's, like, calling out for water. He's calling out for crew members that are probably not here anymore. Um, he's just not being very cooperative and you're having trouble keeping it together and, and, and dealing with him. This is a medical grade hammer. It's going to make your head feel better. <laughs> All right. Um, Sounds like you have ghosts in your blood. Do some mm -hmm. cocaine about it. Yeah, if only it was Call of Cthulhu, we could, we could roll that way. All right, but... Let's see, you got the door open, you're in there. Um, I think, yeah, I think this is probably a good spot for us to, to get to some fun events. 
So you're trying to help this man. He is not helping you help him, um, which is the the most Mm. basic of rules for polite first aid. Um, And he's just complaining about how much his head is hurting. He's like pushing you away. Um, And then you notice that like his nose starts to bleed and he starts to um, kind of step back and he hits the wall um, and the blood's just rushing out of his nose. Um, the other scientist, um, Dr. Dr. Flynn runs over to help him and um, kind of tries to hold him still and he's saying like, Dr. Cooper, calm down. It's just, it's just cryosickness. You're going to be fine. Um, and then there's a pop sound. Um, and one of his eyeballs launches from his face and um, hits Rai right in the chest of, of her suit. Oh, um, no, and then no. bounces across the floor and rolls <laughs> under one of the cryo tubes. Um, and then... Like, you kind of follow that. Like, that's what your eyes follow. Like, just you can't even help it. And then when you look back up at him, you see this slender, gore-covered arm pushing its way out of his empty eye socket. And then it reaches around, and it tugs at his mouth. And then you see these spindly white fingers yank his teeth back. And it doesn't... He doesn't scream or anything. Um, Something else seems to be home and it's not Dr. Cooper there's a sound of flesh tearing tendons snapping and the thing that's inside his skull pulls his face open at the jawline and there is a gurgling sound as his head is ripped from his body his neck gushing whatever uh, blood he has left as this thing plops to the floor in a burst of blood sounds like a good time to employ that and Dr. Flynn says Kill it! Kill it now! And the translucent white thing on the floor sloughs its bloody placenta, struggles to stand on its four wobbly fawn-like legs, shaking brain matter from its spiky hide. And it turns its bulbous, eyeless head towards you, Rai, and crouches, readying. What would you like to do? I'm going to shoot the <laughs> shit out of this thing. <laughs> or at least I'm going to hmm. die trying. What do I roll to So, on your character sheet, shoot um, you see, oh, okay, you don't have your, your weapon oh, set up there. Because he gave you the shotgun, right? All right, yeah, so at the bottom of the weapons part of your character sheet, we're just going to fill in your shotgun really fast. So go ahead in the weapon name. You can type shotgun or whatever you like in there. And I will get you details on what you need to put in. Okay. I have the number. It should. I think it's a two bonus and a three damage for the shotgun. Two bonus, three damage, short range. All right. And so once you fill those in, you can just hit that attack button next to the weapon name, and it'll roll dice for you. Yeah. There you go. Um. And you, I mean, the doctor screaming at you, like, kill it, kill it now. Like, he suddenly seems very clear headed after all of this. You, 
discharge your weapon, um, basically point blank at this tiny thing that looks like it's crouching to leap at you. Um, and you send this like mixture of like blood and like creamy brownish goo um, just sprays across the floor um, as you dispatch the young creature. Um, and the doctor looks up at you, the remaining doctor, and he says, is that, is that the only one that's on the ship? I'm going to point my shotgun at him, and I'm going to be like, you fucking tell like, me. <laughs> have you been inoculated? I mean, I'm going to run back in. For like the flu, noise. or like, I don't know. <laughs> Not till Monday. Uh, he says, you've had your suit on the whole time you've been on the ship? How much oxygen yeah. do you have left? Enough. What was that? Uh, all right. Um, if you're here to help us, yeah, um, I can I can get you more information, but I I need to check on the rest of the crew. Yeah. I don't know about that one. I don't know. A thing just crawled out of your friend's head. I think we're going to kick it here, at least until the captain gets here. Cooper refused the inoculation. He's... Uh, the anti-vaxxer. Everyone else should be fine. Um, there's... It can infect you, but everyone should have been inoculated. I trusted him when he said he did it himself, but I knew he didn't want to. But... What we need to figure out is if the crew's okay, and then I need to get you the information. We have to make sure there's no more on the ship. This one was small. They they don't stay small. Uh, I'm going to um, talk about this on the radio and check and see. I'm not... You don't pay me enough to make these kind of decisions, so if someone above my pay grade could tell me what the hell you want me to do... Um, and then, uh, yeah, Captain says, What just happened? Why, why did I, I know why I had to fire a gun earlier, but why are we firing more guns on the ship? What's going on? A little, a little, a thing crawled out of old boy's head and exploded it everywhere. And I, I don't, I, I, I don't really know. Um, just can you? <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. Let's. Fuck. All right. Uh. Yeah. Based on what we saw in in Med Lab, this is starting to make sense. Um. Fuck. We need to get paid. Um. But I'm have half a mind just to get off this fucking ship and get these people off this ship. Um. All right. Let's let's let him check the rest of the crew and see if anyone else looks like they're sick. And we should probably keep weapons on them, whatever we have available. Okay, so we'll open the door and escort this doctor at gunpoint into, <laughs> into a different cryo chamber. Probably not, probably cryo one. Karen can wait. Uh, yeah, that that sounds fine. Whoever Karen is, that's yeah, for sure. All right. Um. Yeah. Have him check the folks in Cryo One. 
make sure no one's showing signs of whatever this is, and then we'll, uh, yeah. All right. So let's see here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Miller says, I'm going to check in with Mother. Um, I don't, we, I, we might have to scuttle this ship and just get the crew off. I'm going to see what our options are. Well, Captain Miller, there's a there's a corp out here that needs to speak to you. Wants to speak to you. It's demanding to speak with you. Wilson, go talk to the other company agent. I don't know your language. I'm going to check in with Mother. Good idea. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and head down to Medbay and See if I can converse yep. with, uh, mm-hmm. with Clayton. This is, are you the commanding officer? <laughs> Just like look down. No. And she like <laughs> looks at you through I mean, like the dirty window. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm John Wilson, a corporate representative from Wayland Tani. I understand that uh, you were the uh, point of contact for the U.S. CSS. Um, yep. Jesus, Cronus. Cronus. <laughs> that's correct. Oh, finally, someone who knows what the fuck they're talking about. Um, yeah, we need to get Dr. Flynn and the research back to Wayland yutani They're expecting us. Yeah, getting home is uh, definitely a priority. It's the only priority. <laughs> All right, yeah, I will. Uh, let me go meet up with the captain and make sure that uh, she is aware of the situation and what we need to accomplish here. Very well. Uh, I'm sorry that you don't seem to carry more appropriate power among your crew. Well, you have to have a... (laughs) Sometimes it's more carrot than Um, stick. You know how it is. Yeah, not a philosophy I adhere to, but to each their own. All right, I'm going to go head back to Mother. All right. Um, so heading back up to Mother, um, you see a very frustrated Captain Miller. She's like, Mother says that we can't transfer, that there's, she can't see power on the other ship. Like, we're going to have to get someone back over there to figure out what's going on with Montero. Because obviously this ship is fucked. Did you, have you seen that? You saw the stuff in med lab. We need to get everyone moved over, but mother's saying there's no access. Huh. Well, I know power died on the Montero, so I'm not sure what that's indicative of. Do I need to send? So it looks like. Do I need to send Chairman Riot over? I mean, I don't want to separate us into two different ships, but. 
If we need to fix up Montero so we can get out of here, then we need to fix up Montero. Well, it looks like uh, the Cronus is starting to come alive under the uh, the tender care of Champ and, and Rye, so we might want to keep having them uh, continue their efforts here and just to, just in case you never know if we have a, you know, a catastrophic power failure on the Montero, there's no telling if it's going to come it's, back up. That's the part that scares me the most is like, what if we did have a power failure? I don't want to bring any of this ship back onto our ship. I just, ugh. all right. Um, I might need you to check in with mother and see if she'll give you more than she's giving me right now, but fuck. Uh, we need to, I need to check in with the XO and get some information. I know the Coventry rep's not going to talk to me. Um, yeah, I'm going to, we need to figure this out. According to her, first priority is to bring their research, their findings back to headquarters, but I'm of the opinion that I would like to get there alive. Yeah. And these beings are these creatures seem a bit aggressive. So definitely want to take care. Don't want to just, you know, blast off into and bring whatever right. it is home. Yeah. You know, yeah. want to be I mean, I, I get that those are the priorities, but I agree. We don't want to die out here so oh, all right let me go talk to their exo see what i can figure out um if we know a little bit more just remember you can't share those you can't spend those shares if you're dead yeah never gonna get that ship overhauled if we don't get paid so all right um all right let me let me go talk to him and she like heads back down to cryo all right um with all of that ruckus, um, Courtney, please roll air supply for me. Um. Okay. Let's go ahead and take take one down on the old air supply. All right, so. Captain gets down to cryo. Um, you can see that their company rep is yelling at her through the window to talk to her, and she ignores her and goes in to talk to the XO. So she goes in to talk to Johns. Um, she says, introduces herself. I'm Captain Miller. I'm currently... Um, have command of your ship. We're here answering a distress beacon, but... I need to know what's going on here. Can you give me any information about what it is that you're doing out here? We've been informed by Wayland Yutani that we need to assist you uh, recover any data that you have, but we need to know more about what's going on here because obviously we've seen some, some weird shit and we need to make sure that we're safe and we're able to make you safe. So what exactly is the mission here? She waves for Davis to pass over one of the water containers. 
yeah, so since I'm, you know, handily, I feel like I kind of met everyone at the door. You know, like they were going out, I was coming in, I'm laden with all of these uh, water bottles. So, uh, yeah, I'll try to hand one over. So, um, she hands the bottle, like takes it from you, hands it over to John's. And um, he takes a sip and seems to be calming down. And he explains to you, and I'll move you to the map really quick because we're going to get some information here, that they were sent to LV-1113 to explore some, some old ruins. So I'll put that on the map for you. It is right here. And we'll put you over there. Um, and then you hear like Clayton like banging on the window and, and like muffled yelling from Cryo 3. Like it was an archaeological mission <laughs> like, from the other room. Hold on, I got Galley Coffin. And he says that the science team, um, they collected some artifacts and but I think they were contaminated and they started, the crew was infected um, with these like spores. Um, there are these little like egg sac things and they have these spores in them and they can, well, they make things grow in you, you know? So the doctors figured out how to make this, shot that prevents the spores from growing. And so the ones of us that were left, we all took it or we were supposed to. Um, I don't know what happened, but it's, it's supposed to keep us safe from, from the, from the spores. And, uh, Dr. Flynn holds up like this vial and he's like, Cooper pocketed his. He never took it. It's like, so, yeah, with the doses of inoculation, we should be fine. But uh, there were, we had some infected and we, yeah, we were looking into it. They had some stuff in med lab and, but otherwise we were supposed to get out of there. We did our best to get out of there as quickly as we could. Um... I don't, basically we set in just a trajectory to get out of there, to get the information back to Wayland yutani and we went into cryo. I don't know what happened after that. All right, so that will mark the end of act one. Now that you kind of know a little bit about what's going on on the ship. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go through your Act one cards, your agendas, to see if you're going to earn your story points. So I am going to steal your stuff from you so I can look at it, basically, is all I'm doing. All right. Uh, let's see here. Doof. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Wilson, you... May have a story point. 
and I'll give you your act two here in a second. All right, let's see here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. All right, um, Davis, you may have your story point. I mean, I assume everyone's going to have it because you all have been doing great. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Rye's been doing wonderfully, just Thank demanding work pay much. at every turn. So you may have your story point. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, lovable Cham, well, you, you may also have your story point. So everyone gets your story point. Um, but yeah. So you have those, um, but you can spend them to kind of turn things in your favor. So the main way that you would use a story point um, is to add a success to a roll. So not even add a die. It's not like a modifier. It adds a success. So you can use it at any time. You can use it on a failed roll to make it successful. Um, you can use it on a damage roll to make more damage happen, things like that, or attack roll. Um, so you have now this little extra little bit of fate that you can interject into the game. Um, let me get y'all your act twosies. So you should have all your act two agendas at this point, except for Svantes needs to accept my trade. There you go. Um, so that will give you some things to do as tension increases. Um, but yeah, you've just found out that they picked up some artifacts that were potentially contaminated from LV-1113 and have somehow made it all the way over there on the spinward side of um, our little lovely swirly boo, all the way down to where you have run into it over here on the worm world side uh, near Sutter's world of these kind of outer reach areas. So... Um, We'll pick up next time with um, more information from the crew and potentially um, more things to do to fulfill your priorities and get everything safely back to Wayland yutani um, where it belongs. But yeah, that's, that's, it, for, that's it for this session. Nice. <laughs> that was awesome. Safely back to Wayland Utani, yeah. where it belongs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. Do we know how um, long they've been You on? can start to get some of that information um, if you want to ask them about years, if you want to start going through Navlog since power is much online at this point. You can certainly do those things. But right now, you do not know. But definitely from what you've seen so far, like the ship looks old and beat up. A lot of the equipment you've run into looks outdated. So it definitely seems like they've been out here for a bit. They do not have what you would consider state-of-the-art scientific vessel machinery. So, all right, cool. then. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Thank you, Barbarians, for listening to Session 2 of Pandora's Box in our Alien RPG series. If you want to support our podcast and help us make more content, check us out on patreon.com slash justbarbarianthings. 
our group session zero episodes uh, are only available to patrons and the podcast with video versions premiere early for our patrons as well. If you like the music in our intro and outro, it's Nostromo on Tabletop Audio. That and the other ambient sound you hear in our game all come from Tabletop Audio. So check them out on tabletopaudio.com for free music and ambient sound for use in your games. Links to everything I've mentioned and more can be found in the description. And until next time, barbarians, spend your rage wisely, lest it turn to panic.